At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Friday, February 11th edition of the show, Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And Chris, we have got so much to discuss. We are finally giving out Super Bowl picks. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, There's still craziness happening on the plains at Auburn. The SEC coaches meeting was in Birmingham on Thursday. Uh, We've got some fun stories to talk about towards the end of the show. Uh, In the in the off-season, even though there is really no off-season. We like to hit on some of these news of the weird stories, and I've got a couple of good ones for Chris today. Uh, but let's go on and start off with this. We're going to start off with the meat. We're going to get into this. We're going to talk about Super Bowl picks. So let's dive into it, Chris. The Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Los Angeles Rams and pulling up the most recent odds here. Uh, it is juiced at minus 110 on both sides. The Rams are a four-point favorite total of 48 and a half. Uh, let me get you started on it. Which direction are you going? Well, I'm going with the Bengals. I'm 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 riding with Joe Burrow, and uh, I've been given no reason to doubt him uh, so far this year. They are underdogs, or sorry, they are undefeated in um, games where they are underdogs of three or more points, which is unbelievable, right? I mean, that's just a ridiculous stat. Uh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm I'm taking the Bengals here. I think. Uh, this seems like it would be a field goal game and all of the Bengals playoff games other than the one against the Raiders uh, have been field goal games. So, and and they've won them. So I'm not necessarily going to go with the money line, but if you wanted to, it's plus 170 on that. But if I got four points here and I think that this spread should be closer to three uh, or maybe a little less, I, I'm going to ride with the Bengals as well. Uh, this team has been really good, not just in the playoffs, but throughout the season, and while the Rams have been really good over in the NFC, I think the Bengals went through a, a tougher schedule than the Rams. Even even though the Rams had to go through the 49ers and the Cardinals and da 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 I think that what Cincy had to face uh, for the entire season was just a little bit more difficult. I think they're a better, more well-rounded team, and they're not as sloppy, right? We've talked about that with the Rams multiple times. Uh, this team just makes mistakes uh, frequently, and uh, and then there's also something, Chris, about these quarterbacks named Joe in the Super Bowl, right? Joe Flacco, Joe Namath, uh, you know, <laughs> it just goes on and on. Uh, I, I mean, I'm all over it. Joe Montana, by the way, I, I think uh, I think I'm riding with the Bengals plus the four here. Uh, do you like anything on the total? Yeah, I like a, I like the under. You're missing Joe Theismann. That's all. Oh yeah, goes. Joe Theismann. Um, so, uh, no. I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm going to tell with the under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. That would not surprise me if this is a you know 12 to 17 ball game. I could I could totally see that. 
I could totally see that. So that uh, that does make sense for sure. We both like the Bengals plus four on this. That was a, a pretty quick and easy breakdown. I uh, I think I would go the same way. For uh, Under 48 and a half, it seems to make sense. It opened at 49 and a half, uh, 50 in some places, and it's been bet down, and I think that's... I think that's a smart play, right? I don't expect a lot of fireworks here. I expect uh, good, disciplined, defensive football. I, I don't think we're going to see a ton of. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a ton of playmakers. I, I think the game would have been completely different if it was the Rams against the Chiefs, uh, but with the Bengals, I think uh, I think they play it a little bit differently. Let's talk about some of these prop bets. Uh, do you? Before we get into it, do you have any off the top of your head? That uh, that you have really liked thus far, or uh, or should we just go through some of the bigger ones? Well, no. So so the two that I like and the two that that I'm I'm gonna play definitely is last play of the game quarterback kneel down. Yes, is minus two thirty. No, it's plus one sixty five. I will take the no on that. Um, and then I will take. Uh, will there be a scoreless uh, quarter? Any point in the game, yes, it's plus 275. That's wild to me. Um, no is minus 450. I love the yes. I love the yes because I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game, which means we're not getting points all four quarters. I just think I just think we're going to have a, 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 a span of 15 minutes where, where everybody scores. I Yeah, I could see that. I could, I could totally well, see. It's it. the, it's the two seventy five that draws me to that. By the way. Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Looking at some of these uh, main props here, um, I, I, I honestly don't have a ton that that I am really into. Uh, the first offensive play of the game, a run is minus one fifty, a pass is plus one twenty. Uh, both of these teams like to play ahead of the chains. I. I think I might be willing to go with a pass at plus 120 uh, because you like to get ahead of the sticks a little bit, right? Like, would, would that see? I mean, it, it just seems like those odds are off to me. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have any opinions on, on, on that one. That's why it's not one of my bets. So. Uh, race to 20 points uh, for neither team is plus 750. Uh, race to 25 points for neither team is plus 200. You, uh, yeah, see, those would be those would be two that I would I would strongly consider as well. And the seven, the, the the twenty point one, like I said, that's a that's a probable thing, but it's not a it's a possible thing. It's not maybe not a probable thing, but that's why you get plus seven hundred. That's why you get seven to one odds. Yeah, yeah, plus seven fifty is is bananas. Uh, for the Bengals to get to twenty points before the Rams, uh, it would be plus one ninety, and I could definitely see that happening. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, looking at some of these other ones, uh, the team to win the coin toss. Uh, you know, who cares? Whatever. <laughs> Will the coin toss caller be correct? Uh, there is one that is uh, minus 105 right now. That is, uh, so it's the coin toss winner wins the game or the coin toss winner loses the game. And I don't know if you've seen this, but the last seven Super Bowls in a row, the team that won the coin toss lost the game. So it, it's lost minus 105 I, on both sides. Yeah, I think it has nothing to do with the outcome of the game, and that is just one of those random things where sometimes the roulette wheel lands on black seven times in a row. 
Oh, it's all novelty stuff, my friend. Novelty stuff. It, it does. It does not know <laughs> that. So I try. I did hear an analyst try to break this down. Their argument was almost everybody, and and here's the problem: they didn't go back and research this, but almost everybody defers if they win the coin toss because that's where you've got the advantage. Yeah. And all of those people basically possibly got off to a slow start, but I don't. I don't think that has anything to do with it because if you look at the the one that comes to my mind is the the Patriots Rams game where nobody got off to a hot start, nobody got off to a slow start. Like you know, it, it was just a slow, uh, low scoring game. Uh, the other team that lost the coin toss didn't you know didn't get out with points early. Yeah. No, you're so right. I, don't, I just don't think I don't think they have anything to do with one another. Yeah, yeah. no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so uh, there's a ton on the entertainment aspect of it. Uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Which song will Eminem perform first? So there's "Lose Yourself," "My Name Is," uh, "The Real Slim Shady," and then uh, "Without Me" and "Stan." All of them are plus two hundred or better, which means at this point uh, there's value on any of them. But uh, I don't know how anybody would know what it is because it seems that there is no favorite, which means that nobody out there has uh, has seen exactly what he's going to do or at least hasn't made it known publicly. Um, I mean, they've got all kinds of stuff on this. Will any part of Eminem's performance be censored? Uh, yes is minus 175. You think they're going to be censoring stuff in the halftime show? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, and, and I'm curious. Hey, I didn't look at any of the novelty props. I usually just don't care. I, you know, I enjoy oh, yeah. this game, but but I don't care about betting on those things. Um, why are they all Eminem? So, like, uh, are they not any Snoop Dogg stuff? Are they not any Dre stuff? No, there's there's nothing for Dre, nothing for Snoop. Well, so, Dr. Dre is the lead guy. Yeah, but it's I, like I, it's his Super Bowl. Agreed. These other guys are his guests. <laughs> so why are we doing so many novelty bets about? His guest and not about the head guy. I I think, I you know what I have no idea. I have no idea. These are all over at BetUS.com, by the way. Uh, I think Eminem is is a bigger name. Uh, just overall, there's zero chance Eminem's a bigger name than Snoop. Okay, mm. and he he might be today a bigger name than Dr. Dre, but throughout the pantheon of the people that are going to watch this thing which are all our age guys, there's no chance. There's no chance he's a bigger name than ours. So, yes, for kids, he's a bigger name. But And I, and I use the word kids as 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds. Um, the odds are, by no the way, way that, uh, there's that, no way guys that are 35 to, to 55 that Eminem's a bigger name than Dr. Dre. I, I, I might tend to agree with you. Uh, the odds are, uh, according to BetUS and – and several other books out there, but obviously we're a, a BetUS-sponsored podcast. Uh, Eminem is favored to be the last artist to come out. So, typically... Well, that, that makes is, sense. He's the last guy, but that's, so, he's the last guy because he's the least important of the first two. And so, it's the, the first one is Mary J. Blige, then Kendrick Lamar, Snoop, Dr. Dre, and then Eminem. Is it well? That's what the odds are right now. Of course, uh, who who knows what's no, actually going to happen? But that, oh, all right, that, but that's not. It's Dr. Dre Super Bowl. Dr. Dre is going to start, and Dr. Dre is going to finish, and he's never going to leave the stage. I I kind of think the same thing as you. 
I think the same thing as you. Hey, are you excited like about this, lot, by the way? A lot of them, a lot of them, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm super interested to see it. That's I am, too. Hey, go, go ahead with what you were talking about. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, we've seen these Super Bowls where you have multiple, you know, performers coming out, but there's one headliner. And the headliner's on the stage from start to finish. And everybody else just comes in and, you know, does a duet with them. Like, they, they carry off of them. Yeah, yeah. I uh, if they think this is going to be equal billing, I think they're mistaken. I think they're greatly mistaken. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're probably right. I, I mean, I, look, I bet I can be wrong on all this stuff. All right, but <laughs> we have been wrong before, and we will be wrong again, my friend. Uh, let me let me go ahead and do this rundown right quick. Um, so the podcast, of course, make sure that you are subscribed wherever you can subscribe. The website is very easy to find, winningcureseverything.com. Uh, but yes, on the podcast, leave a nice five-star review. You can do it at Spotify now. You can also do it at Apple Podcasts. And I think there's several. I think Amazon Music is letting you do it, too. Who knows? But you can review us basically anywhere and everywhere. Uh, also, if you're watching the show on YouTube, do us a favor over there. Hit the like button. Make sure that you are subscribed. And you can hit that notification bell. It's going to let you know when we go live and when we post new stuff, etc. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, the show brought to you by BetUS. Of course, it is America's premier online sports book. You can find it in your browser, BetUS.com. Very easy to find. The mobile site is awesome. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It's just a really good sports book. they got a ton of great deals, a bunch of good bonuses and whatnot for the Super Bowl and for college basketball, everything else. I am doing daily college basketball picks. Uh, videos go up on YouTube and on Twitter every day. We don't put it in the podcast feed, so if you want to see it, you got to go and subscribe on YouTube or, uh, or just follow me on Twitter. So you can follow me at GaryWCE. You can follow Chris at Chris B. Giannini. And, of course, uh, go ahead and check out BetUSTV.com. I am hosting multiple how-to segments along with some other stuff over there. So go ahead and check it out over at BetUSTV.com. All right. Let's get into Auburn again because it still has not sorted itself out. Chris, before I dive into what has gone on, uh, what are your thoughts at the moment on what is going on with Brian Harson and Auburn University? Uh, I thought the idea that Auburn would basically change their compliance, um, uh, I guess, rules or standards, like yesterday. Yeah, oh, that's that's what just, I was going to bring up. Is is they just put, to bring just to just to bring him home and or give them calls for uh, if he chooses to not come home. Um, I guess termination with calls. I, I think that I think that's really shitty, and I actually think there's no way on earth that would hold up in court. Oh, absolutely. And I think not. he would win. Yeah. I think he would win that battle. Um, and, and it's the same. It's the same reason. Uh, you know, so many other things that, that got implemented, like over the last couple of years, you know, a, a lot of companies tried to implement rules with, with people. If you've got everyday workers that work for you and they're just hourly workers or even salary workers, it's fine. But if they have any type of contract whatsoever, uh, you, you can't just add in, uh, this is that. So what I thought, and I, and I'm still curious to see how this plays out, um, Oh shit! What's his name? Oh, my boy Rolo, uh, up in Washington State. Yeah, Nick Rolo. Like, like, like they they implemented in the middle of his contract uh, a new policy 
that he did not want to adhere to, and uh, and then they fired him for cause. I think when the lawyers are all done, they're going to owe him for his whole contract because I think we're going to find that you cannot implement something new. You can't alter the terms of the contract without both parties consenting to those new terms and then fire somebody for the new terms, like if the other party didn't consent to it. So uh, I, 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 you know, I think this is this is going to be very similar. Well, let's uh, let me let me go ahead and tell everybody exactly what is going on here. Uh, this is an ESPN article, so they do a very good job of summarizing it. But it says, amid an investigation into football coach Brian Harson, Auburn University has implemented a new policy stating that employees can be fired for not cooperating with an in, uh, investigation or review. The new policy, which went into effect on Tuesday, states that violations may result in disciplinary action up to and including termination. It was titled the Employee Duty to Cooperate Policy. Um, it goes through the policy states in part, employees have a duty to cooperate fully and truthfully with investigations, inquiries, and reviews relating to their university responsibilities and professional obligations. Uh, for example, employees must do the following. Cooperate in sharing requested information and participating in interviews. Produce all requested university documentation within their custody or command. Disclose additional information relevant to the investigation or review. And maintain confidentiality as advised. So, all of this just went into effect on Tuesday afternoon, which is absolutely absurd because he was coming back from Mexico on Wednesday, right? I find yeah. it incredibly entertaining that in 2017, when all of this FBI stuff was going on, Bruce Pearl got independent counsel and refused absolutely refused, told Auburn, absolutely not. He would not cooperate with Auburn's own investigation into what was going on with Chuck Person and everything else inside that basketball program. And Bruce Pearl just signed this massive new fat contract, right? I mean, he's done a fantastic job with that basketball program. Auburn did what they were supposed to do by just leaving it alone, much the same way LSU has done with Will Wade, right? Now, all of this is going on, and of course, I, I, I want to bring this up because this has been shared around quite a bit, and I have talked about Harson at Boise, etc., multiple times, but apparently, you know, Harson went to Boise from Arkansas State. Uh, there's an article over at SI.com. It's the All Hogs Fan Nation site. And the name of the article is, Few in Jonesboro Surprised Harson May Get Fired at Auburn. And <laughs> I, I couldn't believe this was put out there. Um, I, uh, Andy Hodges is the guy that, uh, that wrote this up. Uh, it says, Oh, Harson was going to be fired, the source told him. I was standing right there when Terry told him after he had to go get him for a press conference. So what happened here? At the end of a tumultuous season... Harson blew off a press conference after he had ditched a post-game radio appearance and uh, Mohajir had to go get him at his house. So that's the Arkansas State Athletic Director that is now the UCF AD. Uh, they said it was not a pleasant conversation, according to folks who were there. ASU avoided the whole firing issue when Boise State picked Harson, who had been Peterson's offensive coordinator before going to Jonesboro. It says, all this makes you wonder exactly who did the vetting for Auburn when they were looking for somebody to take over for Alzon. They ended up picking Harson. Now, all of that, we've talked about Harson already quite a bit, but it is still comical to me that these guys are 
digging through anything that they possibly can to get rid of a guy that they just don't like. It is incredibly evident that Brian Harson is not exactly a people person, right? He is not yep. somebody that's going to cozy up with the boosters down there. And instead of just rolling along with it to see how this thing goes, they want to get somebody in there that's going to do what they tell them to do. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Now, I don't know that the Harson thing is going to work because you have to glad hand. You have to go out to the uh, to the golf outings. You have to go do all of this to be an SEC coach, right? That's just part of the game. And he's never really had to deal with it. So it's it's very interesting to me that this continues on and on. And we have already seen with Kansas, with UConn, UConn basketball, uh, when you try and dig up dirt on NCAA violations to get rid of a coach for cause, we haven't seen it with Tennessee yet. But I would imagine once this thing goes to court, all of the, you're going to have to pay that full buyout. I don't know why you wouldn't go ahead and do it. Like, if you just don't like the guy, why on earth do you continue to drag him through this crap? Like, <laughs> it's, it's so annoying. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, have you changed at all since we talked on, uh, on Tuesday morning? Like, do you think that he's still going to be the coach next year? I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know. I, you know, like I said, I know there are some people out there that don't want him as the coach. I also know that there are some people that are that are fine with letting him play this thing out, and they don't like what is happening at all with the you know you know other with the the tactics that were taken to try to get rid of him. So now they they have tried all kinds of stuff. All these message board things going on. Uh, it, it is it is really quite sickening, right? Because we went from uh, the affair to uh, not getting along with assistants, et cetera, to uh, the players don't like him. He's too hard on the players. There might be something going on there. To on Wednesday, there were all sorts of things that started to circulate about how he was racist. I mean, it's they're trying to find anything that might be able to stick, and it is, I mean, it's disgusting. Like, we all know how everything is made in the SEC, right? We, we know how these things go, but it's still just incredibly frustrating to see it, right? I just I, I get so yeah. irritated at this. Um, I would I, I would like to see him stick around, just to see what happens, right? Because I I don't know how you can win, knowing that the entire deck is stacked against you. Like I just I have no idea how that's even possible, and yet, uh, I mean here we are. We'll see. I mean <laughs> this whole thing is so bananas, man. It's just so nuts, and and here we are, what two weeks into this, like trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen since uh since Austin Davis uh, decided to resign. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So yeah. let's let's talk about this. Uh, Harson did show up at the SEC coaches meetings in Birmingham. And I don't know if you saw the videos or not. Uh, first off, the, the Harson videos are 
just so weird. Why are we following this guy around with a bunch of cameras? Like, what are we doing? Uh, but second, did you see Kirby Smart and Jimbo Fisher show up one right after the other and get dropped off at the front door of where the meetings were being held? Yeah, I saw that. I mean, okay. <laughs> so I want to talk. I didn't, I didn't pick up anything interesting than that. But the only thing that I picked up was Kirby Smart got dropped off in a minivan, right? And Jimbo, now, now Kirby, of course, gets out of the minivan, walks in, he waves at a couple of the guys like he knows some of the reporters, and just walks right on in like it's no big deal. Jimbo Fisher gets out of an Audi SUV and pretends to be on a phone call. He's wearing his sunglasses, doesn't talk to anybody going in. I was, I was, <laughs> I had to laugh at the difference, right, <laughs> between the guy that just won a national championship and the guy that just had the number one recruiting class. <laughs> Absolutely crap. If, if you were going to be dropped off for SEC coaches' meetings, like say, say you're the coach at Vanderbilt or whatever, how do you, how do you get dropped off? I, I, I have no, I don't care. <laughs> I literally do not care. I put, I put zero thought into how I'm going to get dropped off. I think this is think the dumbest the, thing that's the that we're smart spending thing. time on. <laughs> that's the Kirby Smart thing. I think. But hang on now. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You say that's the Kirby Smart thing. You think Jimbo had put any thought into it? Like, I, look, all right, so he's got a rich guy that picked him up. I don't think he gives a shit if it's an Audi or not. Uh, like, maybe I, right. I don't think he cares. <laughs> he, 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 he just got somebody to pick him up. He just got richer friends. That's all that is. That you might be uh, you might be onto something there. You might be on and like <laughs> pretending to be on the phone. Like, does that make somebody a dick? Does that make somebody a bad? Like, whatever, dude. He doesn't want to talk. Oh no, to I, he doesn't know the them, time. and they don't know him. So what? So why does that matter? Why, what are we talking about this for? How is this new? You say there is no off season, and then this is what we talk about. Uh, that's true. You you have a valid point here. So, you have so we a very need to stop the, this, there's no off season. There is an off season. News happens in the off season, but it's still an off season. Okay. Valid point. Valid point. There are no games. There are no games. There are no games. Do you remember Warwick Dunn? Yes. Play for Tampa Bay. That's right. Was a running back at Florida State. Uh, he was at Tampa Bay and the Falcons from 1997 through 2008. So, Warwick Dunn was, at, not emailed, excuse me, he was mailed, like snail mail. He was mailed a trading card. It was a 2001 Upper Deck trading card that this man, Emmanuel, or sorry, Eric Emmanuel, mailed to Warwick Dunn 21 years ago, and Warwick Dunn just mailed it back, like, yesterday. Or two days ago, on February eighth, is when he got the card back, and uh, and Warwick Dunn responded, and he actually signed it. Said, "Thanks for your unwavering support of my football career. My apologies if this response has not reached you in a timely manner. It is a great, or it is a great pleasure to autograph the enclosed memorabilia." And then he mailed it back to the guy from two thousand one. Is there anything that you would do twenty one years later? Like I, I think I probably would have tossed the card in the trash. Like, how do you even know if this guy's still living there? Well, that well, how do you know if the guy's still alive? Right. Like, this is absolutely insane. This guy has lived at the same place for 21 years and got the card back. So he, he tweeted about it. He said, hey, work done. Thanks for the awesome and unexpected surprise. 
When I was young, I collected football cards from players around the NFL and as a hobby, mailed them out to the teams to see what players would sign and send it back. He said that was 21 years ago. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even imagine. I mean, it, it, like, there's nothing that I would do. I would have thrown out everything. I How just, did, like, did Wart Dunn just find it? Like, I wonder if this is a thing where he used to get a bunch of shit and so he just threw it all, like, it went in a box that went into a closet and never got seen again, and then he just found it. I mean, it, it, it had to be. He had to have gone through, like, some storage stuff, or he was selling, like, an old property or something. I just, I can't yeah. imagine, like, it, this can't be the only one. You don't just, you don't, you don't just not, you know, do something for 21 years and then decide, I'm going to do this now. Yeah, it's, and I can't imagine like, this is the only one, right? Like, he, there had to be multiple. I don't know what you mean by that. Like, I'm saying this couldn't be, like, he. I don't think he just found a single card and signed it and then sent it back to this one guy. Like, I would imagine he would have gotten a ton of these back then. And maybe I'm crazy. I don't uh, know. It just seems I don't like, know. I never, I never thought of the idea of, hey, I wouldn't even know where to begin to find, like, a professional athlete's address to send him something. That's, I wonder, like, he had to have sent it to the NFL, like, organization, right? And then whatever stuff was his was just tossed in the mail, and I bet he just has a whole stack of it. Like that's got to be it. I don't know. This it was a a crazy story, and I was I was just kind of interested in my God. Like if somebody had mailed me something twenty one years ago looking for a response, I don't know that I would have taken the time to actually do it. I thought it was kind of cool. Thought it was kind of cool. Uh, we'll close out with two kind of weird news of the week stories, and I think you're gonna like these. And you may have already heard a couple of these, but. We'll start off with this. You know the the trucker protest that's going on in Canada right now? Yep. There was a man who decided he wanted to unite with the truckers. He's in the United States, and he wanted to try and get the police off of the truckers. Apparently, the police are, are going out and taking fuel away from the truckers, like trying to get them off the interstate. Who knows? I'm not paying a whole lot of attention to it, but apparently this guy decided that the best way to do that would be to call in a bomb threat to the Ottawa police. But this guy Googled the wrong Ottawa police. He called in a bomb threat to Ottawa, Ohio. Now, he did. It, he called him twice. The first time was a bomb threat. The second time, he was calling to tell them he had been shot and was trying to give them an address to go to in Ottawa, Canada. Could you ever imagine devising a scheme and not going through all of the information to like actually get this thing done like don't we don't Gary, we understand <laughs> you're working on the premise that this guy devised anything or came up with anything there's there's zero doubt that this person was under some type of influence of narcotics oh had to be had like to this be. is not a sane person <laughs> so the fact that he didn't like research into it deeply like is it's a it was a 20 year old from Akron Ohio that called the sheriff's office twice on Monday it said the first time he made a bomb threat second call he had been shot uh that's when the man found out he was talking to somebody in his home state like you you live in Akron and this is this is inside of that state and it's a United States phone number 
like, what are we doing? It's uh, 20 years old, man. <laughs> well, when you're jacked up, you don't, you're not thinking of any of those things. I suppose you're not. You're not putting any of that puzzle together. <laughs> this stuff absolutely cracks me up. All right, last one that I wanted to hit on for you. Uh, have you seen about the zoo over in England? No. Okay. So, let me let me give you the full rundown. I want to try and get the story right. A British zoo aiming to bolster its population of endangered monkeys hired a Marvin Gaye impersonator to visit the enclosure and croon love songs to them. The Trentham Monkey Forest in Stafford, England, uh, said David Largy, an experienced Marvin Gaye uh, uh, impersonator, performed selections from the Soul Legends catalog, including Let's Get It On and Sexual Healing Inside the Barbary uh, Macaque Habitat. I have never... First off... Have you ever seen a Marvin Gaye impersonator? Well, no. <laughs> I have not. This uh, this park director, Matt Lovat, said, We thought it would be a creative way to encourage our females to show a little affection to males that might not have been so lucky in love. He said, Females in season mate with several males, so paternity among our furry residents is never known. Each birth is vital to the species, uh, with this class being endangered. So... <laughs> Uh, so they hired this guy, and he goes out and sings, like for for a long time. Apparently, I mean, it's a, the video on this thing was, you know, at least thirty something minutes of him just standing out in the woods singing to monkeys that aren't even paying attention to him. I cannot imagine who came up with this idea, but I think that we should implement it in every zoo across the country. <laughs> I think that's what we need to do. Uh, this I had never heard of Marvin Gaye impersonators. I know Elvis impersonators, and we got like Jerry Lee Lewis impersonators. Well, I'm certain there's like impersonators for everyone who's ever been famous to some level. I know there was uh, Nick Rolovich had the Britney Spears impersonator at the Mountain West Conference, right? Our Mountain West Conference, yeah. uh, uh, whatever the meetings were, way back when the the pre or the media day. That's it. Uh, so I know that there's like Britney Spears ones and Rod Stewart and you know et cetera et cetera. But uh, but yeah, Marvin Gaye uh, over in England, kind of surprised, kind of surprised. Uh, what what are your thoughts on on hiring impersonators to come out and get the monkeys in the mood? I find it very strange that we assume that they understand the words that he's singing. <laughs> like like, what if what if the guy spoke Spanish and sang a song in Spanish that was a love song? Do you think that would help? <laughs> and do you think the monkeys know the difference between the English version and the Spanish version? I would I would imagine not. Or are we just a different set of animals making a noise at them? Now, I'm, I'm going to go with that one. I think we're just a different species of animal that is making a noise. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why you wouldn't just play the CD. <laughs> like, why... Why is uh, is this... British I mean, listen zoo? now. You're a, you're, listen, anybody who who you of all people should appreciate live music live entertainment well of course but uh, all they did was I mean, you're at a zoo you're not watching a documentary you <laughs> came to the zoo I mean, you can see these monkeys on the internet well but all it is it's a guy that stands out there with a boom box and just sings well, into all they are, are animals just sitting in cages <laughs> but we still pay 
you know, $17 a head to go see them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he said, well, uh, you can see it on, on the internet they or said, on TV. They said, let's get it on and sexual healing inside of the habitat. Like, I mean, <laughs> this stuff is so ridiculous. This is, this is all going to come out that this is all just some Valentine's ruse. This dude got in trouble with his wife and he's using zoo funds to try to, to try to like have a date with her in the monkey exhibit. And, and he, you know, he's using Marvin. He's going to get in this guy to serenade her while they're hanging out out there. We're going to, we're going to find out there's more to this story. Oh, there's, this is, this is not, that. this is not just, nobody thought this was a good idea. Somebody looked at the budget and said, we got a couple hundred dollars I can set on fire. The old lady's mad at me right now. Let me, let me see if, let me see if I can take her on a nice little date. And I'm just going to spin this because we're just going to try to help these animals breed. That's a good idea. That's what I would do, by the way. I would hire, you know, uh, uh, an Elvis impersonator to meet me at my favorite part of the zoo if my wife was really pissed off at me. And this be like, look, good idea. This is, I'm trying to help the animals. This is a tax write-off. That's a, <laughs> this is Donating money to the, to the cause here, guys. <laughs> this isn't me trying to get myself out of trouble, no. No, I'm helping I the endangered that. monkeys. That's what I'm doing. That's right. I'm helping no. the that's all, that's all monkey this, forest. This is, this, is, this is embezzling funds for your own personal gain to try to get yourself out of trouble or just to try to get yourself laid. I mean, you know, by name be as laid. Somebody's just trying to impress. It's entirely possible. This guy is sitting out there. He's in a full suit, and he is standing in the middle of, like, this. It's a forest, but it's it's just, you know, flat land with all these monkeys around him, and they're not even paying attention to him. Like, they'll look over every now and then, but I, I could not. I mean, it's just in the middle of the day. It's well, like, he better be we... glad they didn't see him as a threat. Exactly. That's a... I mean, listen, the, the, the pole assassin monkey would have, would have ripped his lungs out. Right. <laughs> I mean, this guy. Oh my God! I don't even. I don't even know. It is. Uh, it is comical. Listen, we got a, We got a Marvin Gaye impersonator. We get the pole assassin out there. Listen, you. You got. You've got love just written all over the place. That's. He's out there dancing. He's getting into it. Anybody who says you can't buy love, money ain't bought love. <laughs> <laughs> ain't never been to Reno, baby. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> oh god i love it i love it all right is there uh is there anything else that we need to hit on do we need to talk about uh how long the national anthem is going to be or anything like that <laughs> no I, I will tell you that i i will be playing um and this is this i mean nobody has like a patent on this everybody in the world will be betting all of the prop over for the Super Bowl because that's what fans want to do. Okay. And so if there's, and and I encourage you to do this for players you don't like, okay, all the unders will have value. Doesn't mean they're all going to hit. They're all going to have value, right? And and so therefore, like, I am not a Cooper Cup fan and I don't like the Rams and don't want them to win. And so I will be playing a lot of the, the, the unders on those guys like yards and catches and things like that. Simply because that's where the value is going to be, because the public and their fans are all going to be juicing them up to the over. That makes sense. So, so right before, uh, right before kickoff, really, maybe in the yeah, thirty pretty, minutes. Pretty or so. close to kickoff, I think is 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 the best time to do that. 
And like I said, if you if you bet them all across the board, you're going to lose. Like somebody's going to somebody's going to bust something. But if you're betting against the team, then you know you know start start picking the opposite team. You know that team's players and take and, a couple of unders or you know whatever. Yeah, no, you're uh, you're not wrong about that. Uh, just announced, by the way, just broke as we're recording this. SEC announces each league member received fifty four point six million. That excludes bowl expenses uh, retained by participants for the 2020-2021 fiscal year, which ended so August So that doesn't 31st. count the bowl money? Yeah, uh, doesn't count the bowl money right now. Uh, overall league had $777.8 million of total revenue. Uh, last year, they averaged $45.5 million in distribution. So it's so how many? Up, I, know uh, we had, I know we had 13 teams make a bowl game. How many teams actually went to a bowl game? Well, this, this is this is for uh, last year, right? So this is 2020. This is in the middle oh, of the this COVID. Oh, 2020. Season. Okay. Oh wow. Oh shit. That's what we made during COVID. Yeah. Hang on. Why does it take that damn long? Oh, I guess it's. Bad. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, why it does it takes... take so long to find out what they made? It was a yep. year ago. Uh, schools also received during that year 23 million dollars apiece to help mitigate the financial impact of the COVID 19 pandemic. Listen, which... we should be able to do the math on this stuff a lot sooner than that. Like, come March, we should know what we made this past year, each team made. They might not get it officially until next year, but we should have the contracts are written. But we should have the math done by then. Math isn't that fucking hard. It shouldn't be. Uh, 77.6 million per school is what, what each school got. Um, because but this, don't forget, the uh, uh, fiscal year ends August 31st, 2021, so right before the, the football season kicks off. Because so. because my my argument for what I mean, but even then, you still you know I'm just trying to figure out for bowl money what 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 each team made because we got 13 teams make the bowl game, which never happened before ever. Um, and and I think is A and M, A and M the only one that didn't play. Uh, yeah, A and M's the only one that didn't play. I mean, I, I, so we got 12 bowl games, and the championship game was a bonus for two teams. So we basically had. Uh, because of the playoffs, two extra bowl games. Yeah, yeah, played in uh, fourteen bowl games. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's or no, that's, no, you no. know, uh, do, do, do. Yeah, I guess that'd be, be I guess that'd be thirteen. It'd be, it, no, it'd be fourteen because Alabama gets a share of the national championship. Uh, that's right, and, and Georgia does. Georgia gets a share of the national championship. She so counts the national championship twice. That's right. 14. That's right. How yeah. interesting is so that? That's, yeah, that's insane, and 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 that's with that's with Texas A and M backing out, bailing out. <laughs> we could have gotten fifteen. Damn Vanderbilt! Oh my god, that's insane. Uh, good gracious, good gracious. Uh, if Florida State football players can be paid for jersey sales. That's interesting. So that's good. LSU's done that already. That's uh yeah. There's not a there's not a ton going on right before the Super Bowl other than this Auburn hey, stuff and. Yeah. So I've got I've got a question, a logistics question that you may know about or you might not. When is Oklahoma and Texas coming? Are we going to have another year of them being in the Big Twelve? Yes. Or are they coming this year? I think they are coming right after the 2023 season because that is when the new TV contract would start for the SEC. Uh, because so they're is, not coming before the TV contract. No, I don't. I don't think it's worth it to them because there's no reason for Oklahoma and Texas to come over until the CBS stuff is done, right? Uh, well, all yeah, the but is, I was under the impression that ESPN was going to buy them out early. 
Yeah, but they're not going to buy them out until after this coming season. Okay. So, all right. They're going to buy them out after this coming season, which means they can come after this season? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, this is 2022. You said after the 2023. No, no, no. I, I meant for the 2023 season, right? Like, okay, uh, after okay. 2023. Right, I thought, so you, after I thought you said after, and I was like, wait a minute. We're going to wait. We're going to do two more years of this bullshit? Nope, just this one. Like, like we're, 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 like, this is them in the Big 12. We're married, but I'm not leaving. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to live here another year. Like, no, you get your shit and get out. We got to get Listen, this. I don't care if you, if I was the Big 12, I'd force them out. I'd take the damn money and I'd say, no, you don't get to wait. Okay. You don't get to wait until they're ready. All right. If you're leaving me for that other bitch, then go move in with that bitch. And if she ain't ready for you to move in, then your ass can be independent for two years. Okay. You can go get your own damn apartment. Well, but here's the thing. I don't think Cincinnati and all of them are coming over until after this next year anyway. I don't care. So. I'd take an 18 schedule. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I, could, I see where you're coming from. It, all who, the contract who's stuff who's plays gonna play out. Him? Putting, together, putting together a schedule last minute like that, who's going to play them? They're going to line their schedule with a bunch, of, a bunch of Conference USA teams, Mountain West teams, and things like that. And they ain't got no chance of doing anything special. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's going to look at them the same way they looked at UCF all them years and Boise all them years. It's all, look at that schedule. You don't belong. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'd do to them. I'd throw their ass out and play an 18 schedule. Uh, Do you see the Ole Miss uh, co-defensive coordinator and outside linebackers coach Chris Kiffin is returning to the Browns next year? No, I didn't see that. So he got hired away from the Browns. He was the uh, defensive line coach. And basically, he told Bruce Feld... Well, he didn't, he didn't tell Bruce Feld. He told other people that uh, he took the job last month, realized that he didn't want to be coaching in college again, and now <laughs> the Browns gave him his job back. I think we're going to see this a lot. Like I, I mean, I, yeah, we're going to see guys go to the college, and then they're going to realize, oh, this team sucks. Yeah, like, like this recruiting I, stuff is, is bonkers. 18 year olds, like when I call my guys and say, hey, where are you at? Guess what? Their ass is running into the building as a grown man because they have a contract. And if they're late for the meeting, they start getting hit in the pocket. Yes. Okay? These college kids, if they show up late, you ain't doing shit to them because they'll just transfer. They don't give a damn. Yeah, you got that right. You got that I'm right. You, hey, no way on earth I take one of these college jobs. Ain't no if I could get an NFL job. Yeah. Anybody who thinks the college football job is better than the NFL, you're you're just you're just blinded by your your passion and love for this sport, and that's fine. But you're wrong. You just have to understand you're wrong. Uh, especially right now, it's it's all there's there are no rules in college. It's football never right changing, now. Gary. It's not going backwards. I think you're we're not going. Right. Back. You think you think all of a sudden now that they've got to live without these rules. We're going to find a way to put rules on them? Oh, hell no. Hell no. (laughs) You see Lincoln Riley say, we didn't, I didn't take anybody from Oklahoma. I took kids from the transfer portal. That's, he, he is. Boy, that guy's uh, a piece of shit. (laughs) Listen, listen, (laughs) hang on. The whole damn country knows Lincoln Riley is an asshole and Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. I've been, I've had stocking those two being the sons of bitches for a decade. I want everybody to say, you're right, Chris. You're I really, right. I I really did. As soon as I saw that on Colin Cowherd, 
and, and heard what he was talking about, my first thought was, oh, Chris is dead on about this guy. <laughs> like, this, this guy's is... a piece of shit. He is an arrogant, cocky piece of shit. Why would you even comment on it, right? Because that's what assholes do, Gary. That's uh, what assholes do. It's unbelievable. He thinks he's better than you. Look at him. Yeah, especially out there. $6 million dollars a year. In L.A., that's pump change, Bubba. There's mm. a guy that pumps gas in L.A. that makes more than you. Uh, it's insane. It's so insane. Uh-oh. Go out there with a hot wife. She'll be, she'll be gone in five minutes, Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right about that. You're probably right about that. Do you see the, uh, the new Jurassic World trailer came out? I, well, so I haven't seen the trailer. But I, I saw some couple it was a couple weeks ago where where you know I saw the date that it was coming out. I remember we went and saw the last one. Oh yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's out now. Uh, the trailer is out on YouTube. It comes out uh, in in May, I think May or early June, whatever it is. Uh, I'm I'm stoked. Know. You know I'm a like I am a nerd for. Uh, we're really gonna, four we're gonna go and I'm gonna and I'm gonna fight some parents. <laughs> we went to the it's midnight. Just so everybody knows this story. We went to the midnight showing. Midnight showing. This damn movie, okay? On opening night, all right? At the IMAX. And we got a row in front of us and all next to us of mamas and daddies who brought their kids in their damn pajamas. Yes. Like little babies that they're holding to see this movie. And I thought, well, I'm about to whoop one of these folks' ass. There's no doubt about this. I couldn't believe, like, for a midnight show. Terrible parents, man. Terrible parents. Just the movie was Listen, like three bro, hours you long. You can do anything you want. You can raise your kids any way you want them. You, I come to a midnight show of a grown-up movie because I don't want to be around your damn kids, okay? <laughs> All right? If your kid gets in my way while I'm at Disney World, that's fine. You'll never hear me bitch about it because that's a place for kids. Yes. Midnight show of Jurassic World at an IMAX theater with a 20-something bullshit ticket. I don't, want, I don't want to watch it with your four-year-old, all right? No chance. That movie, if you're not going to discipline that four-year-old, I'm disciplining you. <laughs> I can't hit your kid, but I'll damn sure hit you in front of your kid. I uh, I got tickets for the Batman at IMAX like four days. So they're doing like a fan, whatever thing. I had no yep. idea I was even on the Batman uh, waiting list or, or oh. newsletter or whatever. But uh, but those are the three things that I'm a nerd about, right? Is Batman, MCU, and Jurassic World. Those are my three things. Well, and, and football Fletch, numbers. But my, my boy Fletcher is the biggest Batman guy I know. But that's that's something he does without me. <laughs> I know that he's, he's he's already got somebody else that he's taking to that. There you go. There you go. So don't don't ask him who took him to the Orpheum all them times. No, I wasn't but, even gonna get into that on the show. We we never brought that stuff. But up. I'm not. But I'm but I'm not gonna get invited to go see the Batman with him. No, I gotta wait like everybody else. <laughs> My God, right, I'm not let's... bitter about it though. You can tell. No, I can. I can tell. I can tell for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, you want to go on and get out of here? Yeah, let's go. Let's do. Is, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we done hit on everything today. <laughs> I got all kinds of things to talk about, but. We're okay. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's wait until Tuesday. We can talk about what happened in the Super Bowl, what happened with Eminem, all that good stuff. So, all right, let me uh, let me go and let you go, and then I'll wrap this show up. <laughs> See you later, buddy. All right, that was Chris. He's out of here. Let me go ahead and wrap up the show. You guys have been fantastic. Do me a favor. Go to winningcureseverything.com. You can find all of our videos. 
all of our podcasts, et cetera, over there. Everywhere that you need to follow or subscribe is right there. WinningCuresEverything.com. Along with that, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast for us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Leave a nice five-star review, a written review. We want to read the reviews. Help us out. Go ahead and knock that thing out. If you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube. We are over 5,550 subscribers. Uh, and also, you can get my daily college basketball picks over there. I know we've only got like a month and a half of the season, or I guess a month of the season left, but, uh, but I'm putting them out every day. So I, I bet on the sport every day. So I decided to just do a quick two-minute video. So go ahead and check them out over there if you would. Like the videos for us and share them out. Tell your friends. Hit the subscribe button as well. Go on and do that. The show is brought to you by BetUS. It's where the game begins. It's America's premier online sportsbook. Tons of great bonuses, tons of great deals. There's a link in the description, or you can just go to your browser, type in BetUS.com, and you can always watch me over at BetUSTV.com. That's the easiest way to do it. All right, you guys have been fantastic. Let me go on and get you out of here. We appreciate you spending part of your Friday with us. We will be back next Tuesday to break down what happened in the final organized football game of the year, uh, at least before we get to the USFL or, or whatever the next spring football league will be. But, uh, but yes, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of you tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at ChrisBGiannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.